Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Bright Verde Podcast. Uh, I'm not going to lie, this is going to be a doozy. You know, we just lost against Colorado Rapids at Colorado. Um, and, we're, you know, it's 11, 10 p.m. right now. I said I wasn't going to do a podcast right after the game because I was sad. But then, you know, I was kind of laying in bed in the dark and just kind of uh, mulling over this defeat. And uh, my boy Alvaro said, yo, man, you got to have the podcast because you have some fresh takes right now. And he's right. He's 100% right. And shout out Alvaro. Um, I did do the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy this midweek episode. Um, since we do play on Saturday, I might just do another podcast after the RSL game and drop it either on Sunday or Monday, just to give you guys some time to listen to this one. But um, as you can see, I'm rocking the Bright Red shirt. Um, if you guys would like to, uh, you know, support me and support the podcast, feel free to let me know. Uh, hit me up on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, slide into those DMs, let me know, and I can get you a shirt. Um, I sell them for $20. So um, you, again, I said this before, you get to support uh, a content creator, a local person. Um, and if you enjoy the content, you know, why not rep the podcast? Um, but just a quick reminder, we're everywhere where you get your podcast. And, of course, we got the audio version and then the the video version on YouTube. So um, whatever floats your boat, um you know, we got a little bit of something for everybody. Um, I'm going to talk about Austin FC and the loss to Colorado, guys. Um, a lot of hot takes on Twitter. We were dominating on Twitter, man. We were just we were just rocking on Twitter. Um, and Danny Pereira, just like my tweet, what's up, Danny Pereira? That's my guy, dude. Um, and, you know, it's less... I want to shout out a few people throughout this podcast because uh, we had some great conversations on Twitter, and that is what I live for, man, is just those conversations on Twitter where you can discuss, have different opinions, and then guess what, man? Still be cool with each other because that's that's the beauty of the sport. Uh, so the, the big takes here with, with the loss to Colorado, guys, is – I think we can break it down in two different sections. And then those sections have, you know, each of those sections have subsections. So, you know, just bear with me. Um, I am going to acknowledge the the wolf rotations, which happened against Dallas. And I called it out when I was in top flight. Shout out to top flight. We called it out when we were in top flight because I'm a wolf defender. Okay. I'm wolf in, baby. But it's not just I'm wolf in because I like wolf. I'm wolf in because I believe in the process that the club is building. And Wolf is part of that process. Therefore, inherently, I believe in Wolf. And he has shown me that, you know, some good skills and abilities as a coach. So I'm bought into the system. However, he's not perfect. And I've called this out in any, you know, when I was at Top Flight and then now here at Bright Verde again. I'm saying he's not perfect. He has flaws, and you would think he would learn from his mistakes, and I was hoping that he would have learned his mistakes from the Dallas game, but clearly he didn't. Now, that's going to be a part of the podcast. Is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference the, the Wolf rotations, which I blame 100% on Wolf, okay? I blame 100% on Wolf, and he has taken responsibility, and he should take responsibility, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. 
what I also want to talk about is the the other aspect of not the wolf rotations that went on in the game. Those include individual player mistakes because they happened once again three times for three goals. Okay? And that is true. It is what it is. Refereeing and VAR fucking us over once again. Okay? That did happen and it is true. Okay, so let's talk about wolf rotations. And I tweeted that I was going to go on a few rants. And it's going to be one of them. I don't understand the... it. These guys are professional soccer players. And you can't tell me that you can't have a, 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 a midweek game and then a, a weekend game. And these players can't take that? These are professional players. It's not like they're playing in Europe or, you know, uh, like let's say Real Madrid or Barcelona or Chelsea. These guys are playing league games, cup games, international games, Champions League games, weekend games. You know, like it's, it's, I I know that that's huge and it takes a toll on the players. I'm not saying that these players are, are, you know, robots, but I'm saying that it is possible. Like it's it's absolutely possible to play a game midweek and a game on the weekend, and you're not gonna die. And we have like nine games left of the season, and you're trying to build consistency. You're trying to build momentum. You're trying to see what what fits and what doesn't fit. Why the fuck would you change that shit? I don't understand. And according to um to my boy Chris Bills. In the presser, which um, right now there's only limited information because I don't see the presser, but um, he, he is tweeting it. Um, he said, uh, Wolf said, and I quote, um, it didn't work. Speaking about the rotations, and I quote, it didn't work. Bad decisions from the roster to the 11 selection and the way we set up, end quote. I mean, it doesn't get clearer than, than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just bad decisions from the roster because he didn't take that D-line, GT, Driussi, and um, Diego Faundes to Colorado. Like, wh- why would you not take your three, possibly three best players? It's unreal. Um, the fact that Tarbell started. Why would Tarbell start? We knew he wasn't good with his feet. We called it out. We called it out. He was not good with his feet. I don't understand why you would not keep Stuver. Um so it's I I I can't defend Wolf on that. I, I can't do it. Um and I'm not gonna do it because I I I wanna be consistent and you guys know that I call out the bullshit regardless of, of who it is. I don't care about Wolf. I don't know Wolf. I have nothing with Wolf, you know? I just try to see context. I try to apply that context and then, you know, base my opinions on that. And I I can't defend the fact that he completely botched the selection. And not only that, for me, what was completely botched was the formation. Everyone was talking about a 5-2-3. Guys, we did not play five in the back. And whoever thinks we play five in the back... I would say go back and learn a little bit of soccer because 
that was clearly a 3-4-3. And for me, I don't like three at the back. I don't like three at the back. I think that that extra defender that you're adding in there ends up being counterproductive because you are essentially uh, backstabbing your own philosophy and idea of um, sacrificing either a midfielder or an attacker for an extra defender. And it just, especially with, I, I could understand since RSL had the exact same formation, I could understand Wolf trying to counteract um, you know, the three defenders that RSL had with three attackers and, you know, vice versa with RSL and Austin. But in my opinion, you know, if if you're playing with, with three attackers, you can, you actually have a, a greater chance against three defenders than four at the back that, that the RSL could have had. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but RSL had three defenders, three center backs. We could have still gone with three attackers. And you keep your four at the back, and you keep your shape. You keep that consistency. And I just don't understand the game plan. Um, and, 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 and RSL completely, um, in the first 20 minutes, I would say they dominated us. For me, it was a clear domination f- from RSL. It did get a little more even um, after the 20th minute or so. But nothing to say that Austin was, was the better team. And... Then, of course, you know, before the the first half, we have that great chance by Mackenzie Gaines. Uh, and, by the way, Mackenzie Gaines, holy shit, dude. I did not he could run like that. I did not know he could run like that. It, it was unreal. He burned Abubakar. Just burned him. And, in my opinion, he took too long to shoot. He slows down, like, significantly. Instead of just shooting the ball, he slows down, gets into the the box, and Abubakar lit just fucking shoves him, and it's as clear as water. MLS refereeing, where the fuck you at? That was a clear, clear penalty. Unreal that it didn't get called. Unreal that VAR didn't check. Josh Wolf, Davy Arnout, everyone's going crazy with. Definitely um, reason because it 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 was as clear as water for a penalty and it's just uh, I cannot believe that it didn't get called and that would have been such a great psychological goal coming into uh, uh, the first half being one nil up especially when you're not playing good that is when you need to win you know when you're not playing good is when you need to score goals because. It tells the team, holy shit, even if they're not playing good, they still scored on us. It's a great psychological um, advantage, especially going into the first half. Momentum would have swung our way, probably. Um, And this whole season, the refereeing has been atrocious for Austin FC, in my opinion. Um, A lot of calls like Q2 have not gone the right way. Um, This, for me, is probably the most outrageous one um this penalty on Mackenzie Gaines and I I I honestly like I I need to know the reasoning for the refs for not giving that penalty I, w- I seriously would like to know because I'm, I'm just genuinely curious to see what they thought um the fact that they didn't even check VAR is unreal um and then that smug face of that referee man 
God damn, dude. That, 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 I was so pissed off uh, with that call. And then again, like, uh, we get scored on. And right at the dead uh, of, the, of the first half, my boy Pochettino loses the ball. And um, we get a turnover. Goes to the right-hand side of the pitch. Somebody gets a cross in from from Colorado, and then Nick Lima. There's a deflection. Nick Lima hits it with his arm, and then in, with his thigh, own goal. And I don't know. Like I've said this in many many podcasts with Top Flight, and now here, individual mistakes. They've cost us tons and tons of points. And people immediately blame Wolf. How do you blame Wolf aside from the rotations when you're actually in the game and that happens and Nick Lima makes that mistake? How is that on Wolf? I seriously need to know how is that on Wolf? And just the momentum that could have shifted for us with that McKenzie Gaines penalty. Goes straight to Colorado, but double because we had the McKenzie Gaines one, and then we lose it, and then Colorado scores right before uh, halftime. So we're fucked at this point. We're, we're, we're fucked. I don't see how we can come back from this. We just looked inferior, and um, you're like, okay, okay, maybe Wolf is gonna make some changes. Maybe you know we'll see something positive. The second half starts. Twenty nine seconds in. I don't know how Tarbell makes this mistake. He's a professional player, and it's it's just so sad and 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 laughable at the same time. And all you can do there is just fucking laugh, just laugh at the misery because we're trying to crawl back from a one nil scoreline, and then Tarbell does that extremely shitty pass. And I'm sorry, Tarbell. I don't know you, dude. I don't know you, Tarbell. You're probably a great guy. But that pass was absolutely horrendous. And then again, that's going to get blamed on Wolf. Wolf put him in, yes. But you should expect your keeper to make that pass. In my humble opinion. You should expect your goalkeeper to make a simple pass. You know what I'm saying. That's not something outrageous to ask for a player to make a pass. <laughs> okay? Um, and then, you know, we're 2-0 two, two down against the third team in the West. They're looking better than us. We have no resources. Um, we don't have our best players. Cecilio comes in. Great. Um... Cascante comes in, and then boom, on the third goal, uh, Cascante gets beat in a corner kick, and we get scored on for the third time. How is that on Wolf? I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. And again, I'm not here to defend Wolf. I'm just here to point out the facts. Those are individual mistakes that they're going to get blamed on Wolf. And I am blaming Wolf on the formation and the squad selection. But guess what? That is 
completely understandable when this is a brand new coach who is learning, who should be learning. And if he's not learning, we're going to call him out on this podcast. Because after that Dallas debacle, he should have never done that. Never, 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 never. Especially after a great win against LA Galaxy. So, these players don't need the rest, man. They're fine. They're fine. They can play two games back-to-back. They're fine. Three games back-to-back. They're fine. They're playing fucking MLS. There are no cup competitions. There's nothing going on. These players don't play for international teams. What player for Austin FC gets called for an international game? Zero. So what excuse do they have? It's just, I I don't understand. And I'm not going to defend him. I'm not going to do that. Um, Let's just kind of go over Twitter here. I want to shout out a few people, man, because um, we have some great, great talks. Uh, first of all, shout out Alvaro um, for asking me for, to do the pod. We're tweeting a lot. Um, Carlos Garza also. also um, we, we got into it on Twitter, but it's all good, you know. Um, he said um, his last point, which, which I, I appreciate, was um, he said, thanks Austin for a shitty lineup, giving away a winnable game. Then Eddie Westside said three games in one week playing in higher altitude, save your stats for the home game on Saturday. Plus Colorado hasn't lost a game since, um, July 31st shitty non-call in the first half gave all the momentum to the home team, which is true. I do agree. Carlos Garza said, I call the excuses just being real. I said it's called it's called context. He said call it whatever you want. Um, negative three points gives us a lot of room for that quote unquote context. I said don't get me wrong. I think the formation is what fucked us out of everything. I blame Wolf one hundred percent. As I've said many times before, he has his flaws, but you can't tell me those three goals are on him. Three clear individual mistakes and one penalty not called. Come on now, he said. Cello, tell me what we could have. Tell me that we could have lost for this much if uh, the triple D. Diego Fagundes, Jite, and Driussi would have made it into the roster. I said, touche. I can't because we probably don't lose like that, nor we play that formation. He said, my point exactly. Nothing against you, but this decision of not bringing the best players, it is 100% on Wolf. I said, I totally concur, and I'm ripping him a new one, as he deserves. Um, so shout out to Carlos um, Garza for... Uh, just for just for talking on Twitter, man. Just for talking on Twitter, not being shy to say what he wants to say. I appreciate people like that. Um, Taylor uh, from Twitter also. You know, I'm I'm saying that Pochettino is. Senor Tejas actually said uh, Poche is nobody's favorite player. He's he's trash juice. <laughs> and I said you'd be surprised. Gets a gets huge cheers at the stadium and people defend him like crazy, which is true. I don't understand why. And Taylor said, I really like Butch when he's playing in a natural position. I said, what is his natural position? It's been 27 games, and I've yet to identify it. He said, double pivot, rotating between the 6 and 8, where he played at Talleres. He needs space to do his thing. 
Flavio Arguello says, like I said, FIFA doesn't even know where he plays because it definitely says he plays uh, center attack and mid or center forward. And then my question is, and to Taylor, which he hasn't answered, is, but didn't he play in a double pivot next to Danny and, and um, yeah, uh, next to Danny in that, in that fourth, in that three, four, three? What did he do? What did Tomas Pochettino do? I'll wait. Oh, nothing. He had one shot on target. Yay. Thanks, Poch. Appreciate your effort. Um, also, Kevin Morris. He has great takes also on Twitter. And we get into it too. Um, Kevin said, uh, we had no momentum before the non-call. We were playing poorly with a poorly constructed lineup that couldn't execute whatever tactical instructions they may have had. The result would have been the same outside of some extraordinary good luck. Totally agree. I said I tend to agree. That goal would have been unfair to Colorado, who were dominating significantly but not intensely. I think that certainly put out any momentum any momentum we were gaining at that time, which I said earlier. Um, so shout out Kevin for uh, that message on Twitter. Um, I also want to shout out uh, El Esteep. We, you know, he also talked about. Um, Pochettino and that no dubs are going to happen without Fagu and Druzzi on the pitch. Only precision passing we have, which is which is true. I mean, maybe not true because we can, we could win without Fagu, uh, Fagu or or Druzzi, but they are our best players. You know, I think Fagu is is up there, um, and certainly one of our most impactful players uh, for us, leading with uh, assists and goals too. So, I mean, I think that's a fair point. Um, let's see. Who else do we need to shout? Uh, PJ. Uh, my boy PJ. Um, he said um, that he likes my takes. Shout out. Uh, quality takes. Appreciate it, PJ. Um, much love, man. Um, Eddie Westside also said. Oh, I, I already talked about Eddie Westside. Um, shout out to Eddie Westside, too. Um it's just, man, it's it's just so, so frustrating, man. It's so frustrating. Um, Senor Tellez definitely does not like Pochettino. And he said, just because people defend him doesn't mean he sucks and is bad for the team. He is poo-poo. He doesn't know how to play with the team. Sad emoji. I, I agree, Senor Tellez. I totally agree, man. I think Pochettino, listen, man, he's a DP. I shit on Pochettino because he's a DP, okay? If he was another player, I think he would be okay. But the problem is that he's a DP, and I think that's disrespectful to everybody else, man. I think that's disrespectful. Um, And I'm trying to find the, the press conference. Um... Let me see if I can find it real quick. But, you know, just let me know what you guys think about this. It's tweet at me, hashtag BrightVerThePod, or just or just message me or something. I, I need to know what you guys think about this. Uh, Paco Saavedra, also shout out Paco. He said, um, understand, the, understand the squad rotation, hated the lineup. 
He went to a back four system with the second half. I could have loved to see that over the five two three. I think it's a four uh a three four three. Unless this five back system is going to be a part of our normal game plan, I don't know why we do it. I totally agree, Paco. I don't know why we switched up to that three four three or that five two three, whatever you want to call it. I don't if 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 I totally agree. If it's not gonna be a part of our, our game plan, don't even fucking try it, dude. You know? I'd rather us go with a four four two and be more compact and pragmatic. If if we are gonna switch something, I'd rather us be pragmatic and compact versus be a lot more open and disjointed with the three four three. Um so I, I totally, totally agree. Um and yeah, it's, I don't, I know the Wolf Out people are going to be, are just loving this shit, bro. They're licking their, they're licking their, their fucking lips, you know? They're licking their lips. When every, every time we lose, it's just Wolf Out. Um... I don't know what else to say about Austin FC, man. I'm this is why I didn't want to do the podcast now because I'm sad. I'm a sad boy right now, but I, I just felt like I needed to. I needed to let this out. I needed to let this out, and I needed to let you guys know that uh, there's two sides of the coin, and it's not it's not black or white. It's 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 a lot of gray. Um, and a lot of people don't see that. A lot of people just see black or white. A lot of people are, are you know, wolf in because, I don't know, they, you know, they, they like wolf. Um, and there's less people like this, but he he gets, you know, all love. And there's people that are wolf out, which is a bigger crowd, who don't see anything positive of wolf and or apply any context to the situation of the club. Um, some players that I do want to shout out, though, is Mackenzie Gaines. I think we learned that Mackenzie Gaines can be a proper backup to Musa Jite, which we need because apparently we are going to keep Huzin, or I think I read that from uh, Chris Bills or somebody. They reported that um, apparently um, Danny Huzin is in, is in the plans of... Josh Wolf and Claudio Reina still. And, you know, it, it could be good, you know, to have Huzin, Jite, and Gaines. As Gaines can also play on the wings. But um, I, I did like Gaines, actually. If if there is no Huzin um, or Jite, I want to see Mackenzie Gaines. I don't want to see Cecilio playing as a, as, a, as a striker. And I'm actually quite glad that Josh Wolf didn't, didn't go that route. Because that's what I was, excuse me, uh, that's what I was expecting. You know, like there was a lot of chatter on the timeline, on the Twitter timeline about the lineup. And a lot of it was that uh, we were all really expecting to see uh, Cecilio because it's just a safe bet. And that we all wanted to see McKenzie Gaines, but most likely it wasn't going to happen. Well, credit to Wolf, you know, he, he put in Gaines. He, he put in that trust. And again, nobody's going to talk about that. Everyone's going to say that Gaines played well and he's he's a great backup to Jite and, and he's a great find and a great pickup. But nobody's going to mention that Josh Wolf put him in. And that's just a fact, baby. 
That's just a fact. Sorry, I took a sip of that Burger King drink. Um, who else do I want to shout out? Let's see. Who else did good? Let, let's start from the back, actually. Let's start from the back um, with Tarbell. Tarbell started shaky, real shaky. And I, I tweeted that, too. It, it looked like they didn't really trust him, and, and everybody was just kind of not trusting each other, especially the, the, the defenders with Tarbell. There was one play where Nick Lima had Tarbell, um, and, and he was running back towards our own goal, and, and Colorado was pressing. And Nick Lima, instead of passing to Tarbell, he just fucking kicked it out. And, and you could tell that, that Nick Lima knows that Tarbell ain't good with his feet, dog. And that's what happens. So our own players were not even confident of, of Tarbell. Um, and again, nothing against Tarbell, you know? It's just he made a mistake. And he, he may not be good for our system. I want to see Will Pulisic, man. I want to see Will Pulisic get the start. Let's look at the the breakdown. Well, actually, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's 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 go back to uh, the lineups. Let's actually go back to the lineups. I want to talk about uh, the Austin FC players. So we talked about Tarbell, and I think he, I think he, I think he failed his test. I think he failed his test. Um, let's talk about okay. So the back three: Romagna, Alex Ring, and Nick Lima. This was crazy uh, because, first of all, you, you're playing Alex Ring as a, as a center back. And to be fair, I think he did fairly well as a center back because I think Alex Ring's best attributes are defensive versus offensive. I think, I think he is a great passer, and he's certainly attacking-minded as well. He's a box-to-box but if I if I had to choose where I want Alex Ring, I want him towards my own goal versus the opposition goal, because he does give you that quarterback feeling. Um, so him playing at center back, actually, I think I think it worked. I, I think that's one thing we can say. Hey, you know what? This actually worked. Um, Romagna for me, uh, he, he was also shaky, and he, one deflection of his almost, almost caused a goal. Um, but but I think he had an okay game. Nick Lima, okay, uh, except for that for that uh, handball uh, on goal. But again, you know, playing as a center back with the intention of also him, um, you know, covering for Manny Perez and Tomas Pochettino on the right hand side. So, you know, I I wouldn't like to see Nick Lima as a center back, but I think. For this game, I think it kind of worked. Um, moving up to the midfield, so we had Jimenez on the left hand side of the wing back, and again, I think Jimenez. If if you are gonna play Jimenez on the left, I think he's he's better as a as a as a left back more than a wing back. And if you are gonna play him on the left, if you're gonna play him on the right, I think he's just as good as a right back and also a wing back on the right hand side. Um. So, I, I I don't know if if that worked. I want to say no. Uh, Danny Pereira, I think I think he does work in the middle as a double pivot, no matter what. Tomas Pochettino, you already know how I feel about Pochettino. I think he's not that good and uh, didn't really do anything in this game. 
You have Mani Perez in playing as a as a right wing back, and we know that Mani Perez is a utility player. The last time he played, he played as a striker against Dallas. So it's just kind of odd that he doesn't, you know, he hasn't seen game time until now again. And again, just a weird formation, a weird position for him. Um, and he has his work rate, you know, but he didn't really offer much. Um, and then you have Stroud on the left-hand side, which I, I just don't understand. Uh, Stroud is much more effective on the right. And you have Gallagher on the right, which is good. It's good that we have Gallagher on the right. But you could have played Cecilio on the left. You could have played Cecilio on the left, no problem. So keep Cecilio, Gaines, and Gallagher. That's a, that's a decent uh, front three. But why put in Stroud, who is uncomfortable playing on that side? I just don't understand. Um, Gallagher, again, you know, he, he had a few chances. Uh, the balls didn't really get to him. And Mackenzie Gaines, for me, Mackenzie Gaines was um, our best player um, next to Alex Ring. And he was a great surprise. Um, it's, it, it was good to see Mackenzie Gaines. And, uh, you know, he, 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 he might have scored that penalty too if he would have taken it. So shout out to McKenzie Gaines. I think that was a great performance and good on Josh Hull for playing him. Um, and let's talk about a little bit of Champions League, guys. Uh, I want to talk about Barcelona. And I'm sorry, I'm a Barcelona fan. And I got to say this, you know, I, I got the Barcelona shirt right behind me. Um, we lost to Benfica 3-0. And I just want to quickly say that with Ronald Koeman, we've certainly lost the Barca identity. With the players that we started uh, against Benfica, there's there's no way we play this bad. And we did have our chances, but the style that we're playing is just unreal. We play with a 3-4-3. And a a uh, 3-5-2, actually. But it's it's just so sad to see Barcelona this way. And I just want to take a moment to say that I hope uh, Kuman gets sacked because clearly, clearly the idea is lost there. And even though Frankie the Young came out and said that sacking the coach is not going to solve the problem, I think that Kuman is just not... He's not the right fit for Barcelona. <clears throat> he's just he's not the right fit. Um and the 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 players that we have are 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 just so they can offer a lot more, guys. They can offer a lot a lot more. Um let's let's actually go over some of the Champions League uh scores because we have some some upsets. Um, so let's see in today's, uh, fixtures, actually from, let, let's start yesterday. Um, Sheriff beating Real Madrid. That's the biggest one. <clears throat> now Real Madrid really like we're, we're knocking on that door, uh, towards the end. And Sheriff got that goal, uh, beating Real Madrid in the historic Bernabeu, probably one of the biggest upsets in Champions League history. And... I'm glad for Sheriff, but uh, Twin Oaks, uh, I posted on Twitter that, you know, like something about the Super League and how this this is like the reason why the Super League 
it's like would not be good. But I, I differ. I think the Super League is good, and we already have one. It's called the Champions League. And it's um, the the leagues are so predictable in who's going to win that we already, you know, it's it's not fun. That's why the Super League would be fun for me because you would have these teams competing week in and week out versus we already know who's going to win each league. Aside from the EPL, maybe. Maybe. Um, so, like, for example, we know that Paris Saint-Germain is going to win the league. We know that Bayern Munich is going to win the league. We know that Juventus is going to win the league. We know that either Madrid or Atletico Madrid or Barcelona are going to win the league. We know that either Liverpool, Man City, or Chelsea are going to win the league. What's exciting about that? Okay, one fairy tale story. Oh, woohoo, big fucking deal. That's not worth it to me. You know? I think it's unfair. I would rather have those teams compete and play for a trophy and have the other teams compete and play for a trophy. Have the big boys play with the big boys. And the little boys play with the little boys. Because what happens when you mix the big boys and the little boys? Bullying happens. You know what I'm saying? Let them play in their own leagues, man. In their own levels. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. That's fair to me. Have Sevilla play La Liga without Barcelona, Madrid, and Atletico Madrid. And Sevilla could win the title. You could have a, a great, an actual exciting title race between Sevilla, Valencia, Athletic Bilbao, Real Sociedad. You know, that's a new top four for them. That's a great, great title race. It makes sense to me. It makes sense. Imagine Bundesliga without Bayern Munich. That, that would be exciting to watch. Imagine uh, Serie A without Juventus. That would be exciting to watch. Um, and then have those teams play each other week in and week out. And that's fun as fuck. Um, we have then <clears throat> Atletico Madrid beating AC Milan. PSG and Man City. Uh, that's the game that I watched. And uh, PSG looked great. Um Obviously, I wanted to see Messi because Messi's my boy, even though he plays for PS shit, which I fucking hate. That's a shit club, and I will always hate him. And I hope that Messi fails because he doesn't play for Barcelona anymore, and I'm a Barcelona fan, and I want to see Barcelona succeed. Uh, so Man City just they didn't look that good, and PSG was just hitting him on the counter. Um, So... Uh, that's going to be a fun group. Uh, Liverpool beat Porto 5-1. Club Bruges beat RB Leipzig. Jesse Marsh's team, they're not looking good. Um, I, have a, I have a feeling that he might be sacked, but I hope they have patience with him. Um, let's see, who else? Juventus beat Chelsea 1-0 with a Chiesa goal early on. And then, of course, uh, Man United Villarreal with Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, scoring in like the 95th minute, um, you know, classic Cristiano shit at Old Trafford. That's what, man, Old Trafford is just, 
it looks incredible when 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 that happens. Um, shout out to Cristiano for that goal, Mr. Champions League. And then again, Benfica Barcelona. Benfica just outplayed Barcelona. Um, and we just looked poor as fuck. Let's be real. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it there, guys. I'm I'm sad. It's eleven fifty. It's almost midnight. I gotta wake up early. I gotta work out. Gotta work. Um, thanks for all the support, guys. I I just wanna I I always end the podcast, you know, thanking you guys for the support. The support that I've had after returning has been unreal, and um, we have each episode over a hundred plays on audio version. We hit over a hundred on YouTube on this past one. We hit uh, over fifty on YouTube. And it's not really like even about the numbers for me. It's it's just the fact that uh, I get to give my own point of view and my opinions, and you guys like uh, interact with me. That is what drives me to like just create content. So I, I I truly appreciate it. And this is a podcast for you guys. You know, if if you guys want to, if you guys want me to talk about something, if you want to hop on the pod. If you want to argue with me or whatever, if you want me to shout you out, I'm gonna do it. You know, like I'm, I'm. It helps me also like to interact with you guys to to have content because, like, I just spent 20, 30 minutes going off of what you guys said on Twitter. So, shout out to everybody who who comments and interacts with me. I, I truly, truly appreciate it. And we're gonna do another podcast on probably Sunday after the RSL game. So if you have any any suggestions, any feedback, I would I would greatly appreciate it. Um, subscribe, follow on everywhere, and if you want to hop on the Briver the merch, uh, let me know, and I'll I'll gladly get you one. Um, with that being said, guys, have a great great weekend, and let's beat RSL. Let's go.